Hey, this is John Lim, and we are back this week. And as I mentioned, if you haven't checked it out, do check out episode 303. I've got a return guest who's going to be joining us today as well as next week. It's Peter Vonasak. How are you today, Peter? Oh, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me back. Uh, no, thank you so much. And uh, this is a very special month. And in fact, we're going to get to something that you hinted at the last time we spoke. And you talked about getting through the day with some favorite movies. And I think that's a great tip. And also taking baby steps. So there's a particular movie that you and I happen to be big fans of that has spun off a sequel series many years later, The Karate Kid. And uh, I would be remiss if uh, I didn't uh, mention that you have, in addition to your day job, in addition to balancing your responsibilities with family, you are also one of the most prolific content creators when it comes to the TV show Cobra Kai and the film uh, The Karate Kid. So let's talk about this a little bit. When did you become a fan of The Karate Kid? I I cannot pinpoint it. This question comes up pretty often in in general, really. I don't think anyone has... I've, I've been asked a few times, but usually in general, it, it just comes up, and I can never pinpoint exactly <laughs> when I became a fan. And w- the Was it thing when is you I, were younger, or what, was it when you were kind of older, or just it was just kind of like always part of your, your memory from your youth? It, it's definitely when I was younger. Um, but So a combination of that and it's something I remember from my youth. But it, it was one of my favorite movies, and... Part two is actually the one I watched the most growing up. Oh, interesting. interesting. Yeah, so so part two is my favorite, and I feel that is the overall the better movie, but the first movie is so much world-building and, you know, your relationship with Daniel Miyagi. I was more interested in Miyagi's backstory. It's, you know, it's that's, actually one of the things that I find brilliant about part two is that it shifts the focus and almost makes Miyagi the main character because you really mm-hmm. saw the the coming of age story in part one. And then in part two, the focus is more on the backstory of Miyagi. And that's one of the reasons why I think they're such, it's such a great sequel and they're so complementary to each other. They, they really are. They're, you know, one, a one B, but two is just the one that I watched uh, the most, you know, the character of chosen Taguchi in part two reminds me so much of my uncle that really, um, yeah, that I grew up with. You know, he he wasn't like a bad guy like Chosen, but he was the same age. He was silly like Chosen in some parts, but also he was also a he was a gangster. My uncle, oh, my wow. uncle was a gangster, and Chosen's not that far off, really. Um, yeah. And I shared a bedroom with my uncle at the time, and so um, you know, might have had some influences from him growing up. But I think there was that. But also my grandfather's one uh, one was a monk. Uh, he has since passed, and he had a temple in Denver, Colorado. So I only saw him when we either went to visit or he came to visit here, which was kind of seldom. But um, the other grandfather, the uh, my on my mother's side, is in Texas, and so I haven't been to Texas at this point in like nine years, and that was 
for my grandmother's funeral. So neither grandfathers was I ever really around with growing up. And so I feel that Mr. Miyake was like my surrogate grandfather, mm. perhaps. I think, I think everyone felt that way. You know, everyone oh, felt sure. like he was the, the mentor, the teacher, the the uncle or the grandfather that you wanted to have. And yes. uh, I, I think everyone felt that special connection. And then just seeing that through Daniel's eyes, I think is one of the things that just makes that so special. But let's talk about companion. And you have a unique spelling for companion. I love it. It's with a K and it yes. rides off of Cobra Kai. So what, I mean, well, first of all, let's talk about the content. So you host a podcast, you have a YouTube channel, you do live streaming, and you also are very active on social media. And uh, as well as you have an entire Facebook group, a really dedicated, robust group of fans of Cobra Kai from all over the world uh, who kind of congregate to to really talk about the show. So, Peter, I mean, where did this start? Where did the, the idea of Cobra Kai Companion start for you? Well, I um, I have been a podcaster for six years now, and I have done all types of movie-related podcasts. I'm a huge movie guy. And um, Tom, who was my first co-host, he actually joined me as a guest on my movie podcast to actually do the first four Karate Kid movies. Oh, wow. Yeah, and that was probably, I would say, about a year before, within the year before uh, news broke of an upcoming Cobra Kai show. And so someone actually told me about it. I was like, oh, I'd be interested in checking it out. Well, there's a podcast network that I'm associated with, Core Temp Arts, and we have an official TV podcast. And any host from the network can cover any TV show that they want. So I reached out to Tom and I said, hey, you you were on my show to talk about the Karate Kid movies. Do you want to um, go on this other podcast and we'll talk about Cobra Kai? And he said, sure. And the idea at the time was we were going to talk about that first season as one episode. Okay. And so when it when it aired, I was like, oh, my God, I how do I talk about <laughs> the show in one episode? People so you, have you done had it. planned this even before you had seen the show. Correct. Yes. Oh wow. Um, and and when, I, and when and I got to ask, when you saw the trailers and they made the announcement that uh, that they were bringing back these characters for a sequel series, it was going to be on YouTube. It was going to be part comedy. What was your feeling about it at the time? You know, I didn't do very much research on it to be honest with you. Um, I feel like I saw the trailer one time, and the one line that stuck out to me was he he sensei how do you want me to wash these windows i don't give a shit and that kind of sold me i was like (laughs) because it made me laugh immediately i was like okay there's going to be a comedic spin on what was kind of more dramatic in that first movie and um so i i was already in it just because it's a property that i'm very familiar with um obviously i knew pat marita had passed away but Ralph Macho and Billy Zapka coming back, you know, yeah, that, I mean, that just the idea of it. seeing those two yeah. together again, that was just mind blowingly epic. Uh, but uh, so you oh, started absolutely. with the podcast and you decided, hey, I can't cover this in one episode. So then what happened next? So we uh, ultimately, so, so what we did was we actually did a, I don't know if you, can call it a binge recording. Is that a thing? Uh, we spent <laughs> well, maybe one... it is now. <laughs> <laughs> it is now. We created it. Um, we spent a Saturday or a Sunday afternoon. So, so we 
recorded the pilot episode, a uh, review of the pilot episode. We put that out. And then I think the following week, both of our wives were out of town. I forget the reasons, but that's not the point. We spent one of those days, either Saturday or Sunday, and we recorded seven hours straight. Wow. Because each. Wow. <laughs> seven uh, well, hours no, nine? straight. No, wait, hold on. It's 10 episodes. It's 10 episodes. Nine, nine episodes. Uh, nine episodes. It was nine 10 episodes. episodes per season, but each one are so, of varying length. So it was probably about seven or eight hours seven or eight because hours. No, I mean, our, just, well, even covering 10 yeah. of anything in one sitting. Oh, sure. Wow. That's <laughs> impressive. That is well, impressive. Be, be, neither of us had anything going on. My kids clearly was out of, you know, wherever my wife was. And um, I took copious amount of notes, you know, the that sure. week leading up to that weekend. And we, we figured, well, our reviews were between 30 to 45 minutes anyway. Uh, that we would knock it out. And then after each episode, we just say, hey, continue on our break. And, and then we would just continue on. Uh, so it was kind of like a work a work day, really. And um, you know, obviously, we didn't release those all at once. You know, we, uh, I, I took my time and gave it a few days because, again, this is a podcast where other hosts are reviewing other shows as well. So, again, as we're getting into the episodes and just talking about all these little details, on my movie podcast, I always tried reaching out to actors that were on the movie as well, and I would try to get them to come on and, mm-hmm. and talk about the experience. So I did the same thing uh, with this one. You know, I I'm a little a bit of a hypocrite because I went against my my own advice earlier here. I, I shot high. I didn't even go for baby steps here. I went straight to tweeted at Ralph Macho, wow. tweeted at William, That's you know, awesome. Zapka, Sholo, I, I love uh, that because <laughs> you just took a big swing, right? And yeah. And I've been impressing this on my listeners for years that start by creating content, talking about what you love, whether it's a vlog, whether it's a, a, a podcast. And when it comes to things like getting guests, like just aim high. And I love that you've done that. Uh, and, and so what was the response as you started reaching out to all of these uh, a- actors who were on the show? Well, per- pretty much all the big ones, they, they um, I got no responses. And mm-hmm. And, and so I started looking up some of the other actors, trying to find contact information for them. Joe Su, who plays Kyler, was the very first one to ever uh, respond to me. Oh, I found wow. his email cool. um, on his website. Yeah. And so I interviewed him. I put that out on that previous podcast as well. And um, I, I got a pretty good reception from that interview. And, I, and then once Joe helped uh, promote that interview... I saw some of the other cast members liking his post, and so I started reaching out to them. Hey, I love it. this is who I am. This is what I do. I recently interviewed Joseph. Would you be interested in an interview? You know, so I was straight to the point and, and all that, and then little by little, I started getting all these interviews. And so I talked to Tom, and I said, I have so many ideas for different episodes, and we got all these interviews. We should start our own podcast. Like, mm. I would feel bad to oversaturate this other podcast with all Cobra Kai content. So it's kind of it's just so, spun off and grew into its own thing. And it really and did. That's yeah. incredible it, because it's like you started out with an idea just to do one episode on the first season. It was going to be a one-off. And then all of a sudden it just kind of took a life of its own. So Peter, uh, it, was that around the time that you started expanding? Cause I know you're very active on Twitter. When did the social media come into play and then building basically a community of fans? Uh, I believe I actually created the Twitter account 
probably May of 2018. Okay. And that was just to be a means to um, try to hashtag dive and see, you know, interact with other people that are uh, watching the show and perhaps are looking for a podcast. I had no intentions on being as active as I am today. Yeah. Uh, it, it just it just became that way. It just, so it, just it was just life. wow. It just took a life yeah. of its own. That's incredible. That's it. I, yeah. I, w- I was just going to tweet out, hey, you know, new episode of our review. Hey, new episode of our interview. <laughs> in, in other um, words, you just kind of <laughs> went from sharing your own content to being someone who really just engages and interacts. And here, I actually want to share a story. That's actually how you and I connected. Uh, and I'll tell the story. I don't know if I ever told you the story, but... Um, I don't believe so, no. You, on your podcast, one of your uh, episodes, which I think really kind of makes it stand out, is that John Hurwitz, who is uh, one of the three uh, creators or creative minds behind Cobra Kai, he does, he's very active on Twitter. And he does these uh, tweet sessions where people can ask him questions about Cobra Kai. And uh, you actually review those questions and uh, go over the, the tweets that people will send in. And uh, I I participated a couple times. It's 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 something that I try to catch whenever I can. And and I'd listen to your podcast. I started listening to it maybe about six months ago. No, actually over a year ago. Over a year ago. It was uh, it was actually last summer. So wow, was, I'm really surprised. <laughs> but uh, really I, I happened to catch one of the episodes where you were going over uh, John's uh, recent tweet chat. And you had read out one of my questions and you'd actually called out to me. You said, hey, John, I don't know if you listen to this podcast, but why aren't you a member of uh, Companion Group? Join us on Facebook. I was like, whoa, because <laughs> I've been a podcaster like you. I've been a podcaster for coming up on close to six years. But in terms of actually getting getting an invitation, this that was a first for me. Just I was in my car, too. And uh, I'm not as active on Facebook. I, I you know, I, I, I'm a little sporadic. I don't spend a lot of time on it. But uh, you got me curious. And I think I reached out to you and, um, and then uh, was invited to the group. And yeah, it's, it's been it's fantastic. It's it's one of the you guys have gotten me more active on Facebook than I normally am just because of that. <laughs> so I wanted to share that story with you. It's just it's just how your idea has grown and and it is such a welcoming community and it's something that I wanted to give you big props on. Oh, I, I sure appreciate it. So I started my group probably August of 2018, I feel, and it was a small group. And in in my mind, I wanted people to feel safe. And yes, a lot of the actors and the creators, they're in a lot of different groups too. And I wanted to make mine different. So it was important to me that whoever I, I chose to be moderators for my group I, I don't have a huge group. Um, but you where... know it's, it, it, to me, it's not about the numbers. It's about the level of engagement. And the, and the people yes. that are in that group are so passionate. And just the, the level of responsiveness. And you've got now a team of moderators who, who do a really great job. And I really do feel like that you keep it very positive. And in fact, I think you've already answered my question. What was your mission with this? And it sounds like just to create a very positive community where fans can come together as well as, uh, you know, you've, you've had people who have been involved with the show interact in the group as well. And you've done a great job of just creating a safe community where people can just really express their love and their excitement for Cobra Kai and Karate Kid. 
Yeah, I really appreciate that. And that's kind of where the, the word companion, you know, came into play. I, I wanted to be a companion piece yeah. to the show. And the reason I spelled it with a K was actually because if if somebody was looking specifically for us, I wanted them to find our our ah. all of our content by spelling it with a K. Because if you typed in Cobra Kai companion spelled with a C, you might get results for other things it's a very you know what that's that's a really you just shared a really (laughs) good seo tip for those of you who are who want to be content creators want to start a podcast or we're your own facebook group yeah sometimes a tweak of a common spelling can make all the difference in terms of searchability that's actually a really really good tip that you've just shared I want to ask you, Peter, because on the last episode, we, we went into your story. How do you balance everything? I mean, how do you manage this plus your full-time job, plus family? You know, I actually recently wrote an article about uh, Cobra Kai's move to Netflix. And, and I, I cited you as one of the most prolific content creators. But I also described what you do as your day job because I wanted to acknowledge the service that you provide and and also the fact that you you are juggling a day job in addition to being this content creator and i remember on facebook i think it was in in the group someone had posted i read the article peter i didn't know you were you work for the post office i thought you were just a full-time content creator and it was it, i think it's probably one of the best that compliments you ever get <laughs> Um, so how do you balance everything? Yeah. I mean, this is this is it's almost like a full time job where you're taking on another job when you're you're not only creating the content but managing a whole community. Yeah, it's it's crazy the the things that I do. <laughs> uh, you, you know, um, I, I think I think a, a good amount of people actually know this, but the, you know the big live stream that we had with the creators of Cobra Kai, where they surprised us with Ralph Macchio and Billy Zappa, I was still on the clock. By the way, you know, that, that, that was, ties up another thread from the beginning of this episode because you reached out to to the big two and in addition to the big three, and then it, it came kind of full circle, right? You know, you, you didn't right, hear yeah, that response. Yeah, right. But then eventually, because of all the work that you've put into, you were able to, and and it's a, it's a great episode. We'll have it posted in the write-up. So I'm not going to say anything more about it. You have to check out the episode to find out more about it. But uh, anyway, oh, go yeah. on. You were, you were talking to the big three, meaning John Hurwitz, uh, Hayden Schlossberg, and Josh Heald, who are the, the three main creators. Yeah, um, but I, I was still on the clock. And so that's the thing. Like I introduced my manager to Cobra Kai, and he immediately binged it. And, um, and fell in love with it, you know? And so they, they saw what I was doing. And when I said, Hey, I have this interview in the, you know, I can only do it at this time because of time difference, whatever. They tried to accommodate me. That's so when I said, Hey, I got a big news today because that day we actually had a sick call. Like everything you can think of to go wrong, went wrong for me that day. And I told management, I go, do what you need to do. But at six o'clock, I am taking an extended lunch to do this. And they're like, Okay, <laughs> I love it. You so, negotiate with your other responsibilities. You, because that's that's something that I think holds a lot of people back. Well, I have a full time job. I've got all these responsibilities. I don't know if I can make the time for it. But look what you've done, Peter. You're a great example of someone who has made that time and made the priority. But also, you've invited your your manager, your boss, to really understand why you're so passionate about it, and the fact that you got the buy in. Uh, and the support, I think, speaks volumes. I mean, really, these are some great lessons that you're sharing with our listeners. Uh, we have so much more we're going to talk about. We're going to save it for next week. But where can people connect with you and Companion? Well, if, they want, if they're on Twitter and want to talk about Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, things like that, you can find me at, uh, 
at Cobra Kai Pod. I had to think about that for a second because on Instagram <laughs> we're Cobra Kai Podcast. Funny quick story there, but somebody else had Cobra Kai Podcast on Twitter mm-hmm. and they were going to start a podcast but never did. Oh, and they gosh. saw what I was doing and said that they would ha- be happy to give me that that account. But oh, by then, great. I had already established Cobra oh, Kai that, Pod. <laughs> but that's where you guys can find me on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> and we're talking today with Peter Vonisak, and uh, we'll be back next week. And uh, Peter, thank you so much for joining us. The write-up is at bemovingforward.com. Have a great weekend, and join us next week for part three of this three-part series.